Hello and welcome to Sermons from First Press, a weekly podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Let us pray. Holy Lord, take our lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts and set them on fire. Amen. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What is coming to being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. We have seen his glory, full of grace and truth. Tonight, we are intensely aware of the mystery of God's presence. In this magnificent sanctuary, hearing familiar carols, singing with a grand choir accompanied by organ and brass, and soon clutching candles that we will light, tonight we see the glory of God. We feel the joy that has captured the world's attention for over 2,000 years. We know we are part of something that is much bigger than we are, a mystery that transcends the ages, a presence of the eternal in the earthly, a touch of the wonder that the shepherds must have felt on that Judean hillside years and years ago, 
and maybe even a sense of what choirs of angels sound like. Tonight, there is a feeling of possibility, of reconciliation, of peace only yearned for the rest of the year, a sense of oneness, unity, and mutual support, a sense of well-being, a surge of possibility for the glorious impossible, peace on earth, goodwill among all, hope against hope, hope placed in a baby so small, so long ago, a baby born to two unknown people, a carpenter dad and only a child, really, for a mom, a child born far from home, a child for whom there was no nursery, there was no layette, so a manger and bands of cloth had to do. In this baby, we see what we cannot fathom. We see the divine becoming one of us, the divine, the creator of all, the one through whom all that is came into being, the one who brings and gives life, which is light. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness, well, what about the darkness on this night of light? Even in the glow that is Christmas Eve, we must admit that darkness lurks not far from this moment, not far from this place. U of M, Mott's, and St. Joe's discharged as many patients as possible, but there are still people there on this holy night. And outside of the parents of the few Christmas babies being introduced into the world, Everyone else would rather be somewhere other than the hospital tonight. There are men, women, and children sleeping outdoors, not breaking in new camping gear, but grateful for the mild start to our winter. There are people all over the country who are estranged from their loved ones, and there are thousands of men and women in war zones. There also is the darkness of disease, both seen and unseen, both physical and spiritual. There are dark thoughts, manipulative behavior, greed, selfishness, and fear. There is darkness we think is unique to ourselves, and there is darkness that is seen by all of us, and named only rarely. Yet tonight, tonight we dare to believe that God is more powerful than any darkness. We dare to believe that God's light comes into the world in the human and the divine united, in Jesus the Christ, in Jesus the baby of Bethlehem. Tonight we proclaim The light shines in the darkness. But what else is our proclamation? Do we proclaim the light shining in the darkness and pronounce the darkness unable to comprehend the light? 
Do we believe that powers of darkness do not grasp the might of the Lord? God's power manifest in meekness? Do we believe the darkness does not, cannot realize how great is the power of God? A power no longer distant from us, but present right here among us? Or do we proclaim that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it, suppress it, snuff it out, overpower it? It's true, darkness is no match for God. Even the tiniest flicker of light pierces the night with hope. We've seen it. A single candle in a mammoth cave. A glimmer of good news offered by a medical professional. A hint of forgiveness in a troubled relationship. Even a smile on a day when everything seems to be going wrong. And if we can shine a little light for one another, imagine the hope that the light of Christ can bring. The light of Christ points to possibility beyond the heartache of this world. The light of Christ points to possibility that propels us forward. Jesus Christ is the light of revelation in our darkness. In him is life, not just for tonight, but for all time. In him is hope. In him is possibility. In him is the ability to face down fear, to live toward a future that is as sure as the dawn and as bright as the sun on freshly fallen snow. Unless... Unless the light shines in the darkness and we refuse to make it our own, unless we will not accept what is offered to us. The gospel says, he came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. Despite the word becoming flesh and living among us, some resist or refuse to accept the light, to welcome the light. No form of darkness is too great for God to penetrate. Not even the darkness of separation from God can succeed in overcoming the light because the light is new life present in Christ. So what is the great darkness that we desperately need to leave behind? Some are carrying heavy burdens of loss, an emptiness, an ache that depletes energy, a strength-sapping void that eats away at the push to move forward. Some are overwhelmed by the darkness of the world, the prejudice, the poverty, the incivility, and have trouble seeing a way to effect change. Some struggle with economic woes. Others with bodies that no longer are as dependable as they used to be. Whatever the source of the shadows that loom over us, know that the darkness is not able to vanquish the light of Christ. 
the very existence of this light, the historical reality of God's coming into the world in human flesh, overcomes the whole sphere of darkness and robs it of its power. No longer are we powerless. The light shines on us. The light is full of grace and truth. The light fills us with hope. Now by Saturday, the pace of everyday life will once again begin to pick up. Ten days from now, most people will have taken down their tree and packed the baby Jesus up for another year. But the hours of daylight still will be few. Long winter nights will persist. Newscasts will supply a steady stream of disturbing reports and a sense of gloom, waiting now just off stage, will be more than ready to descend. We can allow darkness to have the upper hand, or we can continue to proclaim the light that shines in the darkness and that the darkness cannot overcome. Without Christ, darkness is unending. But as unfathomable as it is, tonight we celebrate because God has come to us. The light of Christ shines in our lives. It illumines our path. Jesus is somehow Emmanuel, God with us. Every theological formula that tries to give shape to this amazing reality is inadequate. But the word made flesh turns flesh toward God. In Christ's life, we see God. In Christ's light, we know God is with us. We know God is for us. The mystery of God's love cannot be touched by darkness. The darkness did not, cannot, will not overcome it. Friends, when you hold your lighted candle, know you are holding hope. Take its light within you and hold to it. Remember it in the coming year and years when the darkness seems most deep. Know that God is with you. Know that the light will prevail. Not everything will work out exactly as you wish, but God will prevail and you are with God. The birth of Jesus among us has made it so. He makes us one with God and with one another. This is the gospel. May it shine in our hearts and live in our lives this night and until we sit in wonder at table in the coming kingdom. Welcome guests of our living Lord, the Prince of Peace. To him be all honor, glory, and praise this day and forevermore. Amen. Friends, on this joyful evening, 
We come at the Lord's invitation and gather to be fed from his hand. This is not a Presbyterian table. This is the Lord's table. All are invited to come, share in this feast for the people of God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Let us pray. It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, holy God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and called us to love and serve you. You did not leave us in our unfaithfulness, but loved us with a steadfast love that delivered us from evil and called us back to your way. In the fullness of time, you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to be our savior. In him, through Jesus, your word, dwelling with you from all eternity, became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. We praise you, holy God, that you came into the world heralding the new age foretold by the prophets. Give your holy people the gift of renewal in every generation. You once took on the weakness of our human condition. Be light now for those who do not see, strength for the wavering, and comfort for the troubled of heart. You were born into poverty and lowliness. Look with favor on the poor and comfort them. By your birth, bring joy to all peoples with the promise of unending life. Give joy to the dying through the hope of heavenly birth. You came to earth to lead everyone into your kingdom. Share your life of glory with those who have died. Light of the world, grant us the gift of sharing the divine life of your Son, Jesus Christ, even as he humbled himself to share our humanity. We pray this night of your birth for peace in our world, in our families, in our lives, in our personal distress. We lift up to you the broken in body, the wounded in spirit, the lonely and disillusioned. We give you the homeless, the fearful, the depressed, the grieving, and the addicted. Bring reconciliation to those estranged, hope to those distraught, and joy to those living in sorrow. Be born once again, just as on the night of your birth, into unexpected places and humble hearts. To a world divided and destructive, bring healing in your wings to restore us and surprise us. Gracious God, we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ and one with all who share this feast this night. Empower us by your Spirit to be Christ's presence in the world, even as Jesus was God with us. Give us courage to speak the truth of Jesus Seek the justice of Jesus and freely give the love of Jesus to be faithful and sure of your glory now and of your glory to come. Through Christ, we pray the words Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us. For more information, visit us on the web at www.firstpresbyterian.org or send an email to info at firstpresbyterian.org. See you next week for another sermon from First Press.